0: Shalom, shalom, shalom. My name is Michael Sano. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 12 Cities in Israel podcast, the only positive podcast about the state of Israel. We're to tell you about all the great things that this little country, this big little country has to offer. So that's my new intro. I, uh, I've i been doing intros for this. We're on, uh, right now we're on episode twenty. 24 yes we are um welcome um before we get started uh let me let you know listen if this is your first time watching us um on the video version of this podcast please 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 uh don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so that you're always in the loop and always know when we have a fresh episode out. Also, if you want to take us with you on your way to work or to the gym, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. All right. Um. Wow. Episode 24. I, I have to double check, actually. I have to... Do I have that right? I don't want to have to redo this uh, whole thing. So, um, this episode is pretty cool. Um, Yes, we are. We are on episode 24. Um, Wow, a little more prepared. I am prepared, guys. I actually wrote all kinds of notes um, for this episode. This episode is about the Jewish national fund um for those of you who don't know anything about that I'm going to get into it I'm going to give you a little bit of background about who they are a little bit of history um but before we do that I have to do uh I have to do our shout outs and uh a little bit about the shout outs which I'll explain after actually so our first one is from Neviot Neviot Plus flavored water, nature at its best taste. Neviot Plus delivers you with a true combination of health and pleasure. Based on Neviot natural mineral water, one of its kind in Israel, it's enhanced with five B group vitamins. It's naturally sweetened. It is low in calories, only 35 to 40 calories per eight fluid ounces. There are no preservatives, no color additives. Um, It's available in delicious, indulging flavors. Apple, peach, and grape, which we have here. Um, If you're in Israel, you should be drinking Neviot. For more information, check out their website at www.neviotglobal.com forward slash yen forward slash home. That's www.neviotglobal.com com forward slash EN forward slash home. These guys are great. Um and if you want to get this water, uh head on over to our next sponsor, makolet Online. Their main goal is to make Israeli groceries and Judaic products affordable and available to everyone in the USA and Canada. Their online store carries items that are unavailable in most places in North America, things like tahini, Israeli chocolates, frozen borekas, and the Neviat water that we have here today. At Makolot Online, you will find your favorite Israeli goods or simply enjoy brand new flavors. All of their products are kosher, and most are manufactured in Israel. If you want the tastes of Israel delivered to your home, visit www.makolotonline.com and uh today and for an added bonus if you use the coupon code 12 cities in israel the number one two cities in israel um all one word no spaces you will receive 15 percent off of your entire purchase so again visit www.makoletonline.com that's www.makol, Um et online.com in order today um so yeah a little something i have to say about our sponsors who are awesome by the way thank you so much um we are i do uh posts on instagram and i do a twitter post every day what up i'm in the twitterverse in the twitter sphere um, if you're watching the video version, I'm trying to find my notes. <laughs> and if you're listening and you hear all this rustling paper, I'm getting to it. So, um, we're doing this thing called shout out Wednesdays and shout out Wednesdays are, and we just did the first one this past Wednesday and shout out Wednesdays are where you get to see, um, the stuff that our sponsors are offering. Um, so yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to do a couple of uh of what is it called? I'm going to do a couple of like pictures, jpegs or whatever. Um little mini ads, I guess, for the show for our sponsors where um, I'll be letting people know about the 15% off at Macollet online. Don't buy all the water guys. Come on, please. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh I'm going to be doing uh you know, just yes, they're ads, but they're ads that help us, and they help bring uh, Israel to your home. So there you go. Um, all right. So speaking of bringing Israel to your home, I'm going to uh, I'm going to tell you about the Jewish National Fund. Or are you ready for this? Kerem Chayamet. The Israel, or KKL. That is their name in Hebrew and English. It's the Jewish National Fund. Um, Let me take a sip. Peter, I got a new mug. It's bronze. It looks pink, though. I thought it looked pink last night, but um, I'm really excited about this because uh, all of my mugs are missing. And for those of you who have been listening for a while and watching for a while, you know I live for my coffee. Uh, so give me one sec. Let me take a sip. Uh, uh, uh. Mm. Awesome, and that's Jacob's coffee that I uh, that I drink. So, all right. So, what is the Jewish National Fund? Um, for those of you who have ever heard the term, um, plant a tree in Israel or plant a tree in Jerusalem. Um, that's what I had heard uh those are the people who do it the Jewish National Fund so what you have if you if I don't know see because I've never actually seen one of these boxes except in pictures um it would actually be kind of neat to have one of those original ones that would be kind of cool um but they had these little blue boxes and I have the name in Yiddish hold on it's a pushki. um And they were these little blue tzedakah boxes. Now, um, for those of you who don't know, a tzedakah box is a charity box that you can find um, in Jewish homes. You can find them in, uh, where else? You can find them in synagogues. You can find them in in Jewish schools. Um, Anywhere where there's a Jewish community, you'll find these little tzedakah boxes. Well... They had these blue and white um boxes and you were supposed to if you felt compelled and a lot of people did you were supposed to put coins in it. It's sort of like the UNICEF box. Um I don't know if they uh, still even have the UNICEF boxes. The little orange boxes. We used to we used to run around with those. Um but all right. So and what that what they were for was to collect donations um for the jewish national fund um who okay so it was in 1901 it's over 100 years old um they were established at the first jewish congress in basel um the very first one. Now uh, in and this is a point of contention, the Wikipedia page said that the idea came from that, but I I'm gonna call um not be uh what am I gonna call? Uh-uh. I don't I wanna be careful. I wanna call wrong. I wanna call false on that because uh it this idea and this concept is actually laid out very clearly in Theodore Herzl's book, uh, The Jewish State. Um but basically what it is is it was originally developed to buy and develop land in Ottoman Palestine for Jewish settlement. Okay? So um it was originally designed with the intention of acquiring land from individuals who lived, uh, who, who had land in Ottoman Palestine. So one of the things I, I don't know if you know this about, um, Royal courts, one of the things that comes with Royal courts are usually tracts of lands. So if you have a title, so let's say you're the, uh, you're a prince or you're a Duke or whatever. A lot of that comes, I was just watching something on this. So, um, If you're a duke or a prince, you'll have, you may live in one place, but you'll have title to lands in another place. So there were Sultan, uh, there were Turkish nobles, members of the Turkish Sultan's court who had tracts of land in Ottoman Palestine, um... This is where a lot of the contention comes from. And I'm not going to get too deep on this, but, uh, and, and it's one of the things that, that, uh, JNF has been criticized for. And I think it's undue criticism. Um, if I buy a plot of land in Montana, um, I own that land in Montana. Boom, done. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, and that's basically exactly what happened. Um, now, uh, there, this land was bought with the very specific intention of Jews coming from Europe to settle on it. So that's what the what it was established for, um, to what was a purchase and develop. Develop is a very important aspect of it, too, um, because a lot of people... So it's an interesting thing. People say that uh, now that the state of Israel... As of 1948, came into existence. um, Zionism is over, but interestingly, if you follow uh, the guidelines of the decrees that were laid out by the World Jewish Jewish Congress, um, the first couple of them that really established what Zionism is as a political movement, as a uh, cultural movement. you will see that according to what early Zionists um, figured Zionism is, Zionism is not over. <clears throat> and one of the things that's interesting is um, the Jewish National Fund doesn't see it as something with an expiration date or an end date. Um, so what I thought I would do, hold on one more sec. A little something in my throat. I don't know what it is. Um, So in order for me... Uh, so I was looking on the website. All right. So I have the original basic mission statement of what the Jewish National Fund was when it was developed. And that was to acquire land and develop it in Ottoman-controlled Palestine. And they bought a significant amount of land. Now what is their mission statement now? Because they do so much more. I'm going to include all the videos from the Jewish National Fund. I did a bunch of research, um, watched a bunch of videos, actually spoke to people um, at the JNF, and they were really gracious, wonderful, nice people um, at the JNF in New York. And um, their mission now is so broad but so cool and I thought originally I was just going to write down some points about what the Jewish National Fund does you know what I mean just some bullet points but as I was reading through what's essentially their mission statement by doing that I would be detracting from what they do verbally um so what i'm gonna do is i'm i'm gonna read it i I copied it and pasted it into my notes and it, it I would be doing it a dis- i would be doing the Jewish national fund or um the uh exercise of telling you what the Jewish national fund is about I would be doing that a disservice as well by not reading the entire thing so uh, put on your seatbelt. Um, here we go. Um, unparalleled in the Jewish philanthropical world, Jewish National Fund USA's strategic vision has been and always will be to ensure a strong, secure, and prosperous future for the land and people of Israel. Everything we do, every project, initiative, and campaign we take on is integral to to our vision of building and connecting to our land. We plant trees, build houses and parks, source water solutions, buy fire trucks, and improve the lives of people with special needs. We boost tourism, support Aliyah, promote Zionist education and engagement, build medical centers and trauma centers, Fund agricultural and culinary research, and run an American semester abroad high school in Israel. We do all these things because each project, each program, each partnership is consistent with our strategic vision population growth in the north and south, connecting the next generation to Israel, infrastructure development, ecology forestation, heritage preservation, and more, all for the land and people of Israel. Jewish National Fund. We are unique, we are strategic, we are visionary, and we have been that way since 1901. Wow. Um, I like to use the word unpack. Uh, <laughs> and with this paragraph... There is a lot to unpack. Um, Holy cow, they do so much. They do so much. And they have a really, really, really good, um, what do you call it? Like uh, videography department, Um, AV department. I I guess that probably wouldn't be it, though. Uh, Hold on. Cause I was on their YouTube channel for probably about an hour, maybe longer, um, just going through videos. And it's funny because you would think that every video is about the same thing. And some of the, uh, some of the video footage is recurring, but the way in which they present it makes the video footage seem new. And it's exciting every time you watch it. Um, they do stuff all over the place um so i so so what's cool about that um is the person who was tasked tasked with being in charge of it um did i write his name down yes i did his name uh was johan Kreminatsky. Um, he was from Odessa and he was, at, he was actually Theodore Herzl's personal secretary and one of his lifelong friends and confidants. And, uh, he was tasked with, uh, with, with running it, with operating, uh, the, with running the day-to-day operations for, uh, for the JNF. Um, which I can't even imagine that. I, I mean, wow. Because these guys are European Jews who are sitting in nineteenth century, no, twentieth century now. Um, but still it's the turn of the century, so they can't, you know, they can't go to Yahoo Real Estate or whatever and uh or Realtor dot com and uh buy tracts of land. So these people had to literally set up offices in uh in, I imagine, Yafo, uh Syria. Because one of the things that I read I, I've I've done a lot of reading on the early state, which is kind of interesting. Um because you find that um the the entire area was just portioned and like you would now now it's totally different now when you go there i mean it's very specifically haifa um Beersheba, tel aviv yafo jerusalem um tiberius uh, up in the galilee all of the you know the negative the lower negative upper negative it's it's very apportioned so to speak it's very uh it's smaller uh s- municipality wise but back in the day back when the ottoman empire was there it was uh it it was so Beersheba which is way in the south um is Part was part of what was the Jerusalem district, and I don't know if you've watched the uh, the Moshe Dayan or listened to the Moshe Dayan episode. I explained that uh, Moshe Dayan, where he lived, he lived way out in uh, in the Galilee, but he was part of the Akko district, Um, and Akko's all the way on the coast. So uh, back then these uh but that's actually interesting that I bring that up so that means Moshe Dayan lived on attractive land that was leased to them from the JNF because that's what they did they went and they they bought uh these pieces of land from basically absentee landowners what an absentee landowner is is what I was telling you someone Who lives in Damascus or someone who lives in um, um, Turkey or wherever and or Egypt and they own um, they own attractive land in Ottoman Palestine and that was the regional name for it Um, so that's what they originally did and I didn't know this this is so cool Guess what? Because But it makes sense. It totally makes sense. Guess what JNF is responsible for helping to create? Uh, don't lie. This is so cool. Tel Aviv. So Tel Aviv was originally a moshav, um, a farm. And I guess I, I want to look into this more. I actually uh have someone who might come onto the show and his grandfather i think or parents were part of that original moshav uh or one of his ancestors is so i want to find out about this so the jnf would uh you know must have bought a tract of land outside of yafo because yafo was a central city yafo was the place where people went into yafo and haifa they didn't go in through Akko, um but those were the two main ports for uh Ottoman Palestine. Um, that's so crazy. That's so crazy. So, yeah, the JNF was responsible essentially uh for um Tel Aviv. That's so cool. That is so neat. I love history. I'm a I'm a nerd. Big time nerd for history and JNF. Uh all right. So, Jewish National Fund is uh colloquial, colloquially known as JNF um so you're going to hear me say JNF all the time um but yeah so think about it um also another city which is so close to my heart uh JNF is crazy responsible for the development of that city and JNF, I love you guys. I didn't realize this until I started really deep diving into this. Beresheva. Beresheva has, and and I want to talk about that after when I talk about some of the projects they do. I'm going to talk about it after the the sponsor break. But um, Jewish National Fund is directly responsible. (sighs) That's so crazy for the state of Israel. Like we talk about... Ben Gurion is, you know, the statesman and the major, major, major figure. Don't get me wrong. Um, but he was working at, up until, the behest of these larger organizations uh, that were laying the groundwork for the state. So it, I, what what I like about it. Is that politics wasn't necessarily what was def- developing the state? It was a concerted social and cultural effort. And what I challenge is for those of you around the world, because one of the cool things about this is I get to see when I look at my numbers, um, where. Who's, who's listening and who's watching? I get to see where you guys are in the world. And one of the lessons that I have for you is, you know, the JNF didn't do it with violence. The JNF did it with um, being a people. And when I get into the things that they're into now you're going to be blown away because uh, JNF has had criticism in the past um, about, well, you're taking Arab land, well, you're doing this, well, you're doing that. Um, No. What the JNF is doing is using its skills to promote its cultural and social ideals. Okay. Um so that the world is about and, and not at um at the expense of someone else but along with someone else and I'm going to explain that after. Right now I am going to uh I'm going to do my Second set of shout-outs, and I'll uh, I'll dive deeper into that because some of you might be really confused about what I'm talking about, but the JNF does a lot of stuff, not just for Israel, but also for the world. So, all right, um, welcome to the second set of shout-outs. I'm going to take a sip of coffee real quick, hold on. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so our second set starts with Iconet. Engagement with Israel that earns you rewards. Earn points and connect with Israel with articles, games, quizzes, polls, and more. So, what exactly is iConnect? Well, iConnect is a social gaming platform where you can play, earn points, and receive cool prizes all for free. Now, why should you play? Because iConnect introduces you to a unique way to acquaint yourself with all things Israel while working towards winning once in a lifetime experiences. So head on over to www.iconnect.co.il, that's www.ikonnect.co.il, and start playing now. Also, I'd like to tell you about Israel Phones, who are the leading provider of communication devices for people traveling to Israel. Israel Phones offers SIM cards, MiFi devices, which are mobile Wi-Fi hotspots, travel products, and serves the connectivity needs of tour groups, synagogues, schools, community missions, study programs, and individuals, supplying you with international prepaid SIM cards, cell phones, and USB portable modem hotspot rentals. Right now, because of watching this show, Israel Phones will give you a free SIM card, which is a $15 value. If you spend $30 or more on their site, all you have to do to get this deal is to use the coupon code 12, cities in Israel, that's the number one, two cities in Israel, all one word, no spaces, when checking out on your next order. For more information on what Israel phones can do for you, and to get this great deal, please visit www. Israelphones.com. that is www israel phones.com i connect um you guys are great shoshana all you guys um and israel phones you guys are wonderful um so go over and check those two guys out okay um the i connect website's a lot of fun you'll you'll actually learn like a ton of stuff about israel uh, their quiz section is, is is super super fun, and Israel phones you. Uh, you guys rock. You always give me. Uh, I get a MiFi device every time I go over to Israel from them. So you definitely definitely want to check them out. Um. All right. So back to back to back to the JNF, the Jewish National Fund. Um. So I was telling you that they do a lot of stuff not just for israel but for the world as a whole um either directly or indirectly um one of now israel uh, israel phones um whoa slow down have another sip of coffee mm. so jnf oops um one of the things that they do and one of the things that they're known for of course i've said planetary for Israel that's also on the uh on those little blue boxes um so I learned a new word today pretty excited a forestation so we all know what deforestation is um but a is the addition of forests and that's one of the things that they do so um Since, I don't know since when, I didn't write that date down, but are you ready for this? 260 million trees. Holy crap. That's a lot of trees. Um, Do they all live? No, not all of them. Um, Why? Because it's an arid climate and it takes a while for um soil composition to change um it's actually interesting so they, from what i understand there is an expectation crazy right that some of the trees will die but while they're there dying they're chemically changing the soil crazy right and on top of that, um, and this kicked off in my head uh, something that I'm going to tell you about. And they do it largely in semi and r- semi-arid, and semi rocky, hilly terrain in which cultivation is not cost-effective and the risk of land degradation is high. So as soon as, as, soon as I read that, I was like, whoa, holy cow. I know why they do it. So, um, you have this thing called wash, especially in arid places. So there's a risk of flash flooding and mudslides and all this kind of stuff. One of the thing, one of the reasons why you don't have stuff like that in forested areas is because the roots of trees hold on to the soil crazy right so they by introducing trees into um, into this environment they're they're chemically changing the soil and they're reducing the risk of erosion over time they're reducing the risk of mudslides flat, uh, flash flooding all that kind of stuff and we'll get into flash flooding uh later on because of another project that they do but the other thing and this is the thing that doesn't get talked about a lot um what do trees do they um boom carbon dioxide to oxygen pretty cool so the more trees they plant (gasps) The lower the carbon footprint, and I know everyone cares about that right now. So that is pretty fantabulous. I dig it, and uh, I want to. I want to get someone. There is a uh, a gentleman who's a forester. That's his job. What a cool job! What do you do? I'm a forester. What? Um, I just. I mean, that's neat. I mean it's just it's that's so cool that's what you're responsible for so one of the things that they're doing is they're um reforesting the land now what a lot of you uh so this is interesting from a academic historical perspective um so they're what is it cedar Lebanese cedar or some kind of cedar Syrian cedar or something like that but there was cedar in the north forests of it and it's gone it's been gone it's been gone for thousands over a thousand years at least um and it was used in the construction of parts of the temple it was used in all kinds of stuff um but this cedar has been gone for a long time um wow that's no longer the case. It may not be that specific cedar, but the forests that have been gone for thousands of years are coming back. Um on top of that, they're also working with water. And water now all of this has to do with something called reclamation. That's one of the big tasks that JNF works on reclamation reclamation of the land and reclamation of the water sources so one of the things that they did and it's really interesting if you look back into the history one of the things that the jnf did um and they must have been involved in this was the draining of the swamp in was it the northern jordan river valley Somewhere, somewhere up north, they drained this big swamp and they opened up the waterway so that it could bring water farther south. Um, and they they uh, they did a bunch of stuff. Actually, I'm I'm curious about Moshe Dayan's relationship with um, the JNF because uh, he was, I think it was the agricultural minister. Um, for a little while when he was in the Knesset, but I don't know. I, I don't know the specifics on it. I'm gonna have to look into that. Um uh, that was a big sniff. I'm so sorry, guys. Um but um so they drained this swamp in order to bring water. Now what they're doing is they're trying to reverse that process to some degree or create a swamp alongside of it so that they can bring um the species that were living in that uh in that ecological environment environmental uh, ecological environment back i don't know much about it i'm gonna look into that and I'll, I'll I'll let you guys know but i just think that that's really neat now they also um let's go back to water um i told you about afforestation which again just learned it cool know that word they are also responsible for over two hundred dams built oh no two hundred reservoirs fifty dams they built fifty dams um around the state of Israel to redirect to redirect water I think it was all also back um during pellet uh, mandate palestine british mandate palestine uh i think they started building them at that time um and they've d- done this enormous water project to bring water to the negev to bring water all over the country there is this uh and it's a a security directive i guess um and it's this huge water pipeline that gets water from are you ready for this the kinneret the Sea of Galilee this water here Neviot is from water provided by the Connecticut. um but they're doing all this stuff to recycle wastewater build waste uh water recycling plants they're doing they're they they are all over the place so and one of the things that I noticed when I was there is there, everywhere you go, there are these little, they look like garden hoses. And they're in all, you know how when you're walking around and there's a park and there's bushes and stuff like that? Um, well, they have those in Israel, of course. And you'll, if you look down closely, lining or weaving through all of these bushes are these little garden hoses. Well, they're garden hoses with holes in them and they turn on. I've been standing next to them when they turned on. And they turn on at night, and they water everything. And that's all part of this huge water plan that the JNF has. Um, It's fascinating. So one of the things that I didn't know that I found out in this research is they get 50 days a year of seasonal rainfall. That's nothing. That's like not a lot. That's that's nothing. Um so they've gotta do what they can do um in order to keep the water they have. I don't know if they're involved in the desalinization stuff. That would be kind of cool to find out if they are. Um but I think it's pretty cool. I think it's crazy. I think it's interesting that they're, they're, they're just, they're still involved. 1901, buy tracts of land and develop them, develop it for Jewish settlement. And then the Jewish state happens. They could have just said, okay, you guys got it. But no, they stuck around. They didn't become part of the government. They have throughout their time worked with the government, um, and been on the boards of or committees responsible for the things that they're involved in, like, uh, like the forestry, like all of the forests are, how does it work? I think they're owned by the government, but maintained by the JNF. If I'm wrong, let me know, please. Um, but I think it's pretty cool. Um, and then there's the other stuff that they do, which you wouldn't think goes with it, but it does. And I'm going to tell you why. So, hold on. I, I am itching for coffee today. Uh-oh. Again, this is why I need guests. So, they do um, Zionist's zionist learning um and i know that Zionist. what is that so basically what it is is it reinforces the principles of why jews have decided to come to uh and 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 return their presence return to their home in in israel um So, that was a really, really horrible explanation. Why do they do this Zionist um, education? So that future generations know um, what happened, why it happened, and how it happened. Um, And to show the importance of a Jewish home for the Jewish people. Uh, And to also ensure that they care for it. That's one of the things that JNF does that I'm, I'm really, really stoked about. So it's one thing. Yeah. All right. So I have a son, um, and I buy him things and he appreciates them. Absolutely appreciates them. But you know, like every kid, he doesn't totally appreciate it and you'll find it on the floor. Or have you ever had that toy that you stepped on? And, you know, you're, you're so inclined to say to him, well, that's what you get for leaving it on the floor. You don't do that because you're not a jerk. But <laughs> that's how you feel. Um, those that we give birth to will not always <laughs> respect the things we give to them. Um, and, but through education and learning, we can help them to respect it, help them understand what went into it and help them understand how important it is to not only their survival, but their children's survival. Um, and JNF does that. That's phenomenal. That's so cool. That's so neat. I just, I'm, I'm kind of blown away by that. And they have this uh, study abroad high school where your child can study abroad for a year. I'm sure there are academic requirements, um, but I can't imagine that they'd be too stringent. It's it's The school seems to be geared towards ensuring you have an experience versus, you know, oh, you didn't make the grade. I mean, of course, you have to be a good student, but you, you probably don't have to be a Rhodes Scholar. Um, but I think that that's so great. It's cool. See, for those of you who aren't Jewish, um, it's cool knowing you have a go bag. <laughs> That's the worst way to describe it. Um, it's just cool to know you always have a home. It's cool to know that there's a place for you in the world. Um every i i imagine every group has something like that this is where we're from this is who we are but for the longest time jews didn't have that you know in in our instant society it's really easy to imagine and uh, uh it's really in our instant society it's actually difficult to imagine the jews not having a place um you know the the italians they have italy the Greeks. They have Greece. The Spaniards. Spain. Uh but we never really had a place until nineteen forty eight. Um and all of this work, uh is not it is important. It's incredibly important, and what the JNF does is incredibly important. Um now Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. Um so, I had said before that the uh the JNF was responsible for developing specific cities. Um one of those cities was Beersheba. So Beersheba has always been there. Um I think it was uh it was a stop on it, there was a railroad station there during the Turkish uh empire. Um it's where uh, Abraham and his son both got into it with Abimelech. You know, both of you guys, can you just try to get along? Um, so it's been around for a while, but it's never been anything more than just a, you know, backwater, backwater pit stop. Um, that changed drastically and it continues to change and the JNF has a lot to do with that. One of my favorite places is the uh the Beersheba Riverwalk and this whole park and there's an amphitheater and all kinds of stuff and I have these insane views on development uh, where I imagine my where I imagine the Ahuva uh studio I imagine television shows being made all kinds of stuff. Uh, but a concept like that wouldn't be in my head if JNF hadn't de- worked so hard to develop and get people to move there and get people to um really uh work at making this literally oasis in the desert. It's beautiful. Um wow. It's too cool. Um another thing that JNF does and I'm going to wrap this up soon. Another thing that JNF does that I think is really neat um is they work with communities to build uh and and I'm gonna include the video that, that talks about this. They they build um everything. They build schools, women's uh business centers, uh synagogues, um children's centers. There's this neat children's center in Starot um where rockets come and hit near Starot often. It's near Gaza. Um, and what they did is JNF built this, they built this, uh, indoor playground basically, uh, to help the kids who have trauma from these rockets. Um, way to go. You guys rock. Um, another thing they do, and this is so beautiful is they work with the most blessed of Israel and that's the special needs um uh they they do all kinds of stuff they help with the uh with the uh with Aleh which is an organization that I love and they work with uh by building special needs communities they also work with and this is so badass you guys are so awesome so there are special needs Units in the IDF. So the IDF is such an important part of society that serving in the army creates um, creates a outside a, um, an out group. Okay, if you're not in it, if you haven't served in the IDF and you don't have a good reason, um, you are an outlier. Um, but pretty much everyone serves in the IDF. So there aren't that many outliers. Um, and I don't want to go into that, but they did have a group who were an outlier through no fault of their own, through no fault of their own. And that was a special needs community and the special needs community, even though they may not always see things the way we see, or at the level that we see them, they still see them and feel them. And... Israel realized this and gave them responsibilities, gave them a uniform. And wow, you guys are awesome. And the JNF was part of that. And God bless. Baruch Hashem. That's so awesome. Um, That is such a super positive note. I'm about to tear up. Um, And I'm going to end on that. Um, All right. So (laughs) way to go, JNF. I hope... I hope, I hope um, those of you who watch this uh, learn something really great about a great organization, Um, and JNF, if you're watching this, or when you do watch this, I hope you appreciate this. Um, All right, so I'm going to wind this up by talking about February. February, this February, 2020, I am going to the C Executive Suites. Yay in tel aviv to do interviews i have bought my ticket guys um awesome i have bought my ticket the only things i have left to get are uh to pay for the space at the c executive suites where we're going to be filming um the bags for the equipment to get on the plane that's about 600 bucks the uh the 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 uh the space is about $1,800, almost $1,900. Um, getting the bags on the plane, it's extra baggage. So I have to pay about 300 bucks each way uh, to LL to take the bags on the plane. They're cases, actually. Um, I also have to pay for, um, what else do I have to pay for? I have to pay for the rental for lights while I'm there. From a company called Gleekman. Who is super duper awesome. Gleekman you rock. Um, And they're providing me with lights. Um, There's something else I have to pay for. I have to pay for a second camera. So I need another camera. And two tripods. And that's about. Let's see. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. About 1400 bucks. Um, That's it. In total. Um, I just revised the budget and looked at it. It's probably going to be about, uh, about five grand. Originally I had said four, I think in the last couple of episodes, but I did not add the cases. Um, what I'm asking for is if you guys can help. Um, if you'll go to, uh, our website, dot com and donate, um, towards or invest towards, uh, Toward some of the uh, budgetary needs that we have. Um, Anything extra that comes in, I'm not taking uh, any pay for this. Um, My pay is getting this done and getting this in the can and getting it out to you guys. Um, My pay is getting the opportunity to do this all the time. I want that to be the structure of the show. Me talking about JNF with the, the CEO of JNF. Me talking about LA with the head of Ale, which we will be doing, Daron al Um and we just got uh Emmanuel Emmanuel Kadosh, who is a uh uh a TV host for ILTV. Uh she's all over YouTube. She actually does uh some work for uh in digital content for uh the J N F too. So that's really fun. Um but what I need is I need your help. Um so if you do that, head over to the website. Um, hit the PayPal button and donate whatever you can. Um we need it. I'd appreciate it. Um, thank you so much. Uh for those of you who have. And regardless, we're still gonna get there, we're still gonna do it. Um all right. That's pretty much it. All right, thank you so much for joining us for the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. To our feed and become a part of the 12 cities in Israel community You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify And we'll be bringing you a brand new podcast every week So keep your eyes out for that Also to help support this podcast You can visit our Patreon page and become a regular donor You can find that page at www.patreon.com forward slash 12 cities in Israel And that 12 cities in Israel is with the number 129 spelled out um also 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 please visit our youtube channel where you can see a video version of this podcast plus other videos that we have produced including our full-length travel episode on the city of 'er Beersheba in southern Israel while you're there please don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell you can also check us out at our website www.12citiesinisrael.com On our Facebook page, on Instagram, where I post just about every day. Um, Actually, I'm a lot better. I'm posting every day a picture from our travels in Israel. Also, check out our Twitter feed, um, where I am giving shout outs, info, background info, letting you guys know what's going on um, as it happens. Um, All right. That's it. you